It's a brand new kind of Sunday special. We're going to be answering your questions here on this mailbag edition of the Sunday special episode 27. Come to you right now. Hello, friends, and welcome in to the Sunday special. My name is James Fisher. Like I said, this is going to be episode 27 of our Sunday series. And like we've said many times before, we like to do something a bit different. And this was kind of a carryover from this week's podcast. I thought I had a short one and asked for some uh, listener questions and ideas and ended up having a full podcast anyway. So we just said, hey... Let's do this show today. So this is a mailbag episode. I don't have a fancy drop or anything for this, so we'll just kind of have some fun with it. Uh, looking ahead, like I said, next Sunday, I was digging through the collection and found my old Sukunen 5 soundtrack, so I think that'd be really fun to look back and listen to that, especially with kind of all the uh, the Uden, uh Chronicles 100 Heroes news coming up here, or has been come out here the past couple of weeks. It's kind of having me reflecting on this series, so I think that'd be pretty fun to go back and listen to. And then in two weeks from today, we'll be talking to our longtime listener friend, Hans, and he will join us and kind of give us a European perspective to... Uh, to gaming and JRPGs in general. But today, we are hitting up the old mailbag, and uh, I'm not really sure where we want to go uh, first with this one. So, actually, well, we just talked about you, buddy. So, <laughs> Hans wanted to, and I'm not sure if this is a question, a statement, or, or what is, but he, he simply said, Chrono Trigger Anniversary. And so that was kind of open to interpretation. I did a quick Google as to what he may have been inferring to. And, well, dude, the best I can come up with is you were uh, reflecting on the 25th anniversary of this game. So I guess you want me to kind of look back and, and talk about it. And so I'll do that as you guys uh, may or may not know if you've been a long time listener or not. Chrono Trigger is very high on not only uh, my pantheon of JRPGs, but I believe it's foremost that grew up in our, you know, that golden era and kind of cut our teeth on those games. It is held in extremely high regard. I do believe there is a bit of a disconnect with. Maybe some younger younger gamers who will shoot. Maybe they weren't even born yet <laughs> in ninety four, ninety five, and um, so they don't even they don't quite have that same level of perhaps appreciation. Sure, you can go back and play it, but I believe for myself, you know, growing up and playing that when I did, that is why it is my all time number one JRPG. Uh, to this day, I, I think you could have some parallels with the storytelling, um, music, gameplay, overall story uh, quality of characters, both good guys and bad guys. Um, you could equal, perhaps, um, 
one segment of that. The reason why Chrono Trigger is what it is is the combination of all those. Um, it's like the the super mega uh, best rock bands of all time, whereas you know they had the best singer, the best guitarist, the best drummer, the best bass, whatever. Um, it did all those things. And obviously graphics have, have gotten better since then, but the elements that made Chrono Trigger so special back then not necessarily have been eclipsed yet because good story is good story. It doesn't matter if it's the 25 years ago or today. Gameplay is much the same way. Music, while you've had, you know, you could have something much more rich or full orchestra sound, you, you, it's still great music. Um, if you go back and listen to music from the 60s and 70s, it can be just as good, if not better, than stuff that's made today. And, well, let's be honest, in a lot of cases, <laughs> it's questionable what some music even is um, nowadays. So that's my reflection on it. Uh, it I, don't, I don't foresee a time that's ever going to come that I'm going to say, yep, you know, that's better. They they did it. <laughs> they finally made a better game. I don't know if that's possible. I really I really don't. Um I I honestly I dare say you could lock the same people who made the game in a room and tell them to make a game today and they still not may not be able to eclipse what they did back then. It was just so special and yeah, obviously you can make a better looking game, but it's going to be really hard to do that now obviously we got chrono cross and there's been a long long line of speculation as to if we get another game at this point i I don't think i even want another one i think let's just let it lie let it sit there and um i don't even know if i would really (laughs) want them to try to remake it either i don't i don't think it would work i just Let's just let it be. If you want to remaster it and do something along those lines, I could at least be open to it, but I wouldn't want to change a thing. I don't want a remake of sorts. I would purely want, okay, let's make the exact same game with today's hardware. Um, you know, maybe something like CF stars, uh, that type of idea I could be down for anything other than that. I'm really, really not keen on. So, Hans, I hope that's what you were going for. Um, If not, sorry, maybe we can talk about it when we talk uh, here in a couple weeks. Uh, Piggybacking kind of off of that, Dalton, well, he got in here a couple times, but his first question was, what do you look for in story, question, gameplay, question, or mechanics? Um, Obviously, I think... Along those same lines of Chrono Trigger, I look for kind of a good quality melding of all those type of things. The worst part of a game is, if especially if it's of quality, when you meet something that doesn't hit that same level, it kind of brings the whole game down. Um, it's, it's no different than, let's say, at your normal 9-to-5 job. What is it? Nobody notices the 20 things that you did right that day. They notice the one thing that you did wrong. And uh, I always hold the old customer service additive of, you know, 
if you do something right, you know, customer may tell their friend about it. Let me tell you, if you do something wrong, they're going to tell 20 people about that thing that you or your store did wrong. So it's kind of that same way that if, if I'm going along and yeah, the graphics look great. It's even got some good gameplay, but like the sound is lacking. Perfect example of this dragon quest 11 on the PlayStation four is still such a great, great game and is held back from being near perfection by the lack of four full <laughs> orchestra soundtrack that that decision that they made for Lord only knows what reason really held that back. So what I look for, um, I don't think, and he didn't even mention this, but graphics aren't that important. That just makes it that much better. Um, in a story, I really want uh, strong characters that I can kind of relate to. Um, they don't have to be. Obviously, they're not going to be. Uh, you know, a man in his in his late thirties. It's going to be your typical teenage uh, cast of characters. I don't think that's ever going to change. But I just want. You know, I don't need something super serious. I do like something that's maybe a little bit more lighthearted at times. That's always good. Gameplay, you guys know me. I'm a sucker for turn-based mechanics. So if I can overlook some deficiencies, if there is a turn-based battle system that's done well in it, that's just what I kind of prefer. Um, I, I love a good action game as well. But to me... Um, you know, the way I play games is it's at the end of a long day and I kind of do it to relax. So typically a turn-based battle system is a touch more relaxing. I don't have to be all, you know, reflexes and <laughs> all, all these things that have kind of diminished over the years. Um, good mechanics, you know, those those aren't as important in JRPGs. You know, if you're playing a good action game, you do need your mechanics to all work flawlessly, or you're just going to, you know, fall to your death a bunch of times. But typically I want decent graphics. I want a great story. Um, I really like the big overarching story to where, I don't need to know the bad guy at, in the first hour, but I do tend to like those games where you have this, you know, your party of characters and they already know who the main villain is going to be, or at least seemingly that, um, I don't like a Dragon Quest eight where, you know, Dolmagus shows up pretty early and that is the goal is to track him down and defeat him. If that ultimately leads to something beyond that, as it normally does, uh, we, we <laughs> you know, it's it's no stretch to say that JRPGs we usually are fighting some sort of gods or gods uh, at some point in time. But that is what I typically am drawn to, and I kind of hope that cool. Hope that <laughs> helped answer a bit for you there, Dalton. All right, for our next question, we're going to go to Michael, and he asks, what is my most slash least favorite villain of a JRPG? So I guess he wants uh, kind of 
most favorite? <laughs> that's that's an odd question to to have to ask, but I understand what you're saying. Um, you're talking about great villains. I guess that's the way you want to kind of look at it. I think you obviously go to Sephiroth in FF7. That's one of the top ones. One of the best and just brutal, brutal bad guys of all times would have to be Luca Blight from Suganin 2. Dude was just, oh man, there is no... <laughs> it's going to be hard to have a badder bad guy than that. And he doesn't hide it. Like, it is just that from the very beginning. Um, does some pretty awful things to not only, you know, people in the game, uh, innocent civilians, but wrecks havoc on your party as well. And just, you could not wait to take this guy down. You really, really hated him and want to see it come to justice. But... For me, there's there's one bad guy that's on my wall. And uh, it was an original painting print done up for me. Um, if you ever get a chance, it's a super video game land. And you can find him on Instagram. And he does works that he hand paints from uh, popular video games across all genres. But he's got one that he did for me. And it is the final battle in Final Fantasy Six, Kefka in his god form. Uh, <laughs> I when I think of villain, that's who I think of because from pretty much the very beginning until the last battle, he is the foe. Um, he poisons an entire town and wipes them out, killing one of your heroes' entire family. I mean, you see it from the beginning, you think, oh, he's he's that crazy court jester. Then he gets more maniacal, more villainous, and just does terrible thing after terrible thing. As we all know, he wins. You know, he brings the world to ruin. Your party loses. It's not until you get the ultimate redemption and can finally stick it to him at the very end. So I don't know how you do better than that. I'm sure it could be written up and, and possibly tried. But like I said, you, you know him from the beginning and you fight him at the very end. That is your goal is to take this guy down and save the world that he ruined. So that's going to be pretty, <laughs> it's going to be pretty hard, hard to top. I mean, even if you're talking something like, you know, Chrono Trigger with Magnus, you win, and he ends up actually coming to his senses and even joining your party in order to face, you know, and obviously Lavos, that's a pretty awesome big bad guy, but, um, you know, it's not a person, per se. Uh, it's a, a beastly form, kind of like, you know, in... Final Fantasy X, obviously you got Seymour, he's the main human one, but Sin is a giant, terrible bad guy thing, but it's not, well, okay, let's not get too deep into it, I guess, but you know, you know what I'm saying, it's not a, an individual evil person, it's something much, much bigger than that that's threatening you. As far as like, 
and I, I Dolmagus, uh, I mentioned him in a previous answer. He's got pretty high on that mark. As far as like least favorite, I I, I mentioned Seymour a second ago. I obviously I just didn't like him. Um, he, <laughs> I wanted to beat him up more because he was creepy and uh, you know trying to. Uh, Mary Una more than what he was doing. Obviously, he got worse and worse as the story went on. You just wanted to kind of like <laughs> knock the fool out for trying to steal your girl more than uh, what he was doing, big evil ambitions wise. And like I said, he gets worse and worse. So he wasn't too high up there on the list. I really didn't like uh, Kuja from Final Fantasy Nine, and. Uh, I guess forgive me for thinking this way, but he looked way too much like a girl and had, a, especially a feeling at the time, it had a very effeminate way about him. And I was more confused than anything. Obviously, he was super uber powerful and wiped your party out on a on a number of times, but just didn't get that feeling of dread, I guess. Every time that I, <laughs> every time that I had to go up against him, so I guess that's kind of my answer for it. Um, I mean, it's hard to think about all across all these games that you play for so long. Those those are the ones that kind of um, stick out in my mind more than others. All right, we got a few more to answer here, but let's do one more, then take a quick timeout. We can kind of uh, dive into the rest of them. Um, had a question from over on the old Twitter page. Jake wanted to know what video game series has the most titles in your personal collection. So he required me to make a tally sheet and math and uh, dive into um, the old collection in order to come up with these answers. And so this is physical copies. Only I'm not going to count, let's say, the PlayStation 1 versions of games that I've got on my Vita. Okay? So, it, there's, there's a few of them here, but then there's probably some of them that are uh, missing. But this is the best that I can come up with. Um, and I've got it kind of broken down into JRPGs. Uh, for the record, I've also got quite a few of the Ratchet and Clank series. That's probably my favorite um, game series, non-JRPGs, or one of them. Um, I enjoy, like, Red Dead Redemption. Those type. The other one I've got probably uh, near the most, uh, well, not most, but I've got all pretty much all the Grand Theft Autos from Part 3 on. I very much enjoy that franchise and have bought it in multiple times. Uh, with part five and probably will again on PlayStation five. Um, but for this crowd, my JRPGs and I wasn't quite sure. So I had to go back and look at these. So like, let's say, you know, obviously you guys know, I love the legend of heroes trails series. Now I've only got six of those and which doesn't sound like a ton of them. Keep in mind, there's only a handful. And now I've got three more that are, you know, in my Steam account. But that's not a personal collection. Like I said, I think that tends to be more um, physical copies. Like 
Persona, I've only got six of those. Um, next up, uh, the Atelier series. I've got nine <laughs> of those, but that only goes back to like PlayStation 3. So, uh, Tales, I've got 10 of those. Dragon Quest comes in at, oddly enough, an even 11. But winning the tally is the Final Fantasy series. And uh, I've got them clocked in at 19. Now, there's a lot more of those. Um, obviously, you've got 15 main series entries. I don't have the online ones, but I have all of the other ones in some way, shape, or fashion. So, yeah, and I, I, I probably missed one or two here or there, but that is the main tally. So, winner, winner, chicken dinner is the Final Fantasy series. Not on that tally is Mystic Quest. That does not count. And I actually... Uh, don't own a copy for the Super Nintendo of Part Four, but like yeah, they were, I've got it on the uh, on the DS that they released that version of it, and that is a pretty darn good version of it, to say the least. Um, seems like a perfect time. We'll take a a brief pause here, and we'll be back with a few more answers on this mailbag edition of the Sunday special. As always, we want to thank Anchor for their continued support of this podcast and pushing it out to all your ears. Way to go, Anchor. They're awesome. I would invite you guys to... uh, All these questions are coming either from our Twitter or Facebook pages. So if you'd like to join those communities and perhaps be involved in the next uh, mailbag uh, podcast, just head over to JRPG Report. Give us a like on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. I put out all the stories that we cover for the podcast. On occasionally saying some cool things, like um, you know, I just add a few games to the to the collection the, this past uh, week or two, and you know, post pictures of that. People like doing that stuff all the time. Don't forget to give us a subscription on YouTube. All the videos that come out during the week that I end up talking about on the podcast, I share over there as well as many other things, including um, video versions of all the podcast. If you prefer to um, like listen while you pretend to work, that's always a fun thing too. So yeah, give us a sub over there and like our videos. Um, I would really appreciate that. Our next question uh, comes from Jordan. He says, what was your greatest JRPG moment and what was your most frustrating? Um, what it, One of my greatest JRPG moments wasn't a moment exactly, like in terms of a game. I can probably think of a few other ones, but I really put a lot of time and effort into getting the Platinum Trophy for Nino Cooney on the PlayStation 3. Um, I loved the game to the point where I wanted to do that. Um, it took quite a long time to do that. I mean, the base game alone was over 100 hours, and I would think I put at least 100 more into it in order to get that Platinum Trophy. But it was one of those deals like the last one was pretty hard to do and time-consuming, but... I enjoyed being in that world, so it didn't really matter as much. And as I mentioned before, uh, you may recall, I really don't... I like trophies. They're fine. I don't really care about Platinums very often. 
Um, that may be the only JRPG that I've platinum trophied. Um, I'd have to go back and, and double check that, but I don't have very many, maybe eight or nine total. It's just not a big deal for me. I don't, it's cool, but for that game, that meant a lot to me to try and go and do. Um, as far as like greatest moment moments, uh, I'm sure I have them in my mind. Um, one of the ones that still tugs on my heartstrings is when, you know, you bring back Chrono and Chrono Trigger. That one really always stuck with me. That moment of pure emotion where you, you know, it's, you thought somebody was gone, but then they're, they're still alive. That's, or you, you, you work so hard to bring them back in that instance. Um, obviously it's not something we can do in everyday life, but that one has always, um, kind of stuck with me over the years. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of other ones, but, uh, it's easier for me to answer. What was the most frustrating? <laughs> um, I can do a recent one in particular, and that was the boss fight against the Okumura foods in persona five Royal. Um, I think having a time limit definitely, <laughs> puts me on edge more than maybe it did before. It, that kind of stressed me out. And not having the right party makeup at the time and just failing. Um, of course, there's a 30-minute time limit. And I failed it at least twice that I can recall. It may have been three times and a full 30 minutes. So it wasn't like I just failed right away and, and restarted. Um, finally, you know, Making it was also a great moment for me because it took me a couple tries to accomplish it. Um, I did feel vindicated at the end, but was extremely frustrated that it was so, I don't recall having a problem with it the first time, but you know, this playthrough on Royal just kind of got to me and it was frustrating. One, <laughs> uh, and this isn't an exact moment, but the mere idea that I put so many hours into Xenoblade Chronicles 2 in order to get all the blades. That was my goal was to get that last blade that I could not do. That was one reason why I put so much time into it and couldn't because of its draw system and the randomness involved with it. I was never rewarded for that. And there's nothing that I can do or not do other than just pour more time into it to may or may not get it. And that didn't, I guess I finally got to that point where it wasn't worth it anymore. And, um, so that's pretty frustrating that what I set out to do in that game, I could never, never accomplish. That is, that's frustrating. And it's also frustrating, obviously that mother of three never came to the United States. That's, but that's on a <laughs> That is a side, uh, argument and frustrating thing for perhaps another day and Nintendo either make us a new one or get on with it because they haven't killed it like it still pops up in random references and stuff it's not like some of these other old JRPG genres where the companies are out of business or they just don't want to make them anymore Nintendo can do it if they want to um Dan he wants to know unpopular 
JRPG opinions. Now, I don't know what your guys' unpopular ones are, so I guess he's just wanting to know mine. Maybe he thought some other people might chime in as well. My most uh, unpopular JRPG opinion has to be the fact that I can't stand Pokemon. Um, There's a lot of people who love it. Obviously, I still cover it for the podcast. As you can probably tell, I don't cover it in depth. Like we're, there's no deep diving on Pokemon here. And yes, I completely understand Nino Kuni has many elements similar to Pokemon. Yeah, got it. Argument made. Carry on. Don't like it. Uh, I played it once back in the day and have watched it several times. It's not something that's going to change. Um, there's plenty of hundreds of millions of people who have bought it. It's the best selling for a reason. They continue to still sell well. You don't need me on board <laughs> with that. That That is one of the things I do kind of generally do in life. The more popular something is, the more I tend to go away from it, unless it's NFL football, and then I'm all in. But um, I guess it's is it unpopular to say that I still like turn-based battle systems? Um, seems to me that... We keep going away from that. Although there are plenty of great ones that are carrying on that torch and finding ways, i.e., you know, Dragon Quest or Persona um, and Trails, they have found ways to innovate those battle systems and make them work extremely well to keep the strategic elements involved in it. Um, Is it unpopular to say I'd still like... um, grinding and, and and carrying on. I don't like pointless grinding. And then if you even go full full effect, like something like the new Paper Mario, where your battles really don't matter as much, that's a little different. But I still don't mind a good grind if it's required to, to get to that next um, area. Although going into a fight kind of a little under-leveled, poses that more of a challenge. And if you and if you die, you know that you needed to go and do a bit more. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of other unpopular ones. I have got to the point where I don't like the random battles as much, but I do, you know, I think seeing an enemy on the screen is the least that we could ask of these uber-powerful systems. It makes a lot of sense. Um... That's just me. Uh, I'm trying to think of if there's anything else that I don't uh, really know. I I guess that's probably probably most of it. Um, I'm sure I'll think of some other ones. Maybe I can throw back out there uh, for next time. But thanks for your thanks for your question, Dan. I guess I do know one other unpopular one that that I have, and that's that I enjoyed Star Ocean Five. Uh, <laughs> um. I know there's so, so many people that did not like it. I think I was one of the very few that actually enjoyed it. Obviously, I understand why people would not like it, and that's okay. Um, it's it, That's always been one of my, okay, maybe this is unpopular, that because you don't like something, that means everybody else has to not like it. No, that's what opinions are, um, and there's no right or wrong opinions. Now, you can have... Um, ideas that are certainly not <laughs> um, not popular and may even be wrong 
in some minds, but as long as they are ideas, there's nothing wrong with it. Now, if your ideas are wrong and then you carry them out into actions that are wrong, i.e. against the law, uh, infringing on other people's rights, that's when the problem is. But freedom of thought and uh, opinions are are okay and they should be embraced. And those we can debate our opinions and then come together on what brings us together, i.e. this community and our love of Japanese role-playing games. Okay, so uh, yeah, I had to throw that <laughs> had to throw that one out there. That one did kind of pop into uh, my head there at the very end. We've got one other uh, comment, and it's, was it three questions? Yeah, Dalton hit me up with a three-pack of questions here for our last little bit, and I've kind of answered a few of these already, but I'll kind of just throw it all in here. So he says, we'll kind of dissect this question by question. What constitutes a great JRPG to you? And um, the the easy answer nowadays is, does it have the legend of heroes in the title to it? Because uh, by and large, uh, that is kind of what I'm looking for. Uh, in particular, like Trails of Cold Steel 3. So, like, if you go back to Cold Steel 1, where it kind of had that school stuff, I can I can live without that. That's fine. Um, but, yeah, even going back, because I'm playing through the Sky sub-series. Funny. I, I, I found the more I play along, I do like some humor in these games. That even if it's a super serious game, characters and moments of just funny need to be thrown in there um in particular like in the sky series so <laughs> every single treasure chest that you open up once you get that item out there's still an exclamation point over the empty chest and i think i've seen a couple that repeat themselves but by and large there is a funny thing that this empty treasure chest will say a note from the developers each time and it's almost always good for a laugh. Um, but, you know, characters that have that comedic element into it, that's always good, of course. But, yeah, that series in particular, whereas, you know, something like Final Fantasy has, has gone away from a few things that made it so great. I feel like Dragon Quest is still doing that. Um, but having a party... And being able to then make your best party from these choices. Um, there's sometimes when you're like, okay, you know, I've got to make this party of four. And, well, I've only got four characters, so that makes it a little bit easier. There's sometimes that's okay. Um, but I like somewhere's in that, if I'm making a party of four, right, somewhere's in that eight to ten range of there's two people that you're never going to use you know you're not going to and you can't really see why anybody would choose to use um those characters now you get much more than that and you can get to some pretty tough decisions and but i think if you're in that range then you give that player the freedom to make a choice um i don't like the idea of you have to pick the main character in your party at all times. I think that if you get a fair number that there's really no reason why you can't take that person out. Now, most of the time you probably wouldn't want to do that. Um, 
I think a game like Final Fantasy twelve, if you think the main character is Van Vaughn, well, get out of here. I don't need you in my party. <laughs> there are, there's a whole bunch of other people that are going to be in my three person party of FF twelve before he's ever going to make it in there. And I know that game struggle with who the lead character is. It could have been uh, Ash, him. It could have been Balthier. There's theories about that. Uh, in in reality, the story kind of revolves around um, as Bosch as well. But um, those are some of the things that I look for. You need a great story, obviously. You need strong characters that keep you engaged in it. You need a great turn-based battle system. Um, I can deal with a good action RPG um, if done right. Those are fine and they're fun. Obviously, you know, Remake did a fantastic job of that. It had its problems still, but... I can put up with the flaws of a turn-based system easier than that. Um, I don't... I need decent music. Um, like I harped on before, Dragon Quest Eleven, with its lack of orchestra... I still can't say that word. Of a full orchestra uh, soundtrack. I, I feel like I wanted that because it was in Dragon Quest Eight, Right? So... That was on PlayStation 2, so I expect that to be in the new game. If I never knew that previously, I'd be just fine with the new version. That's that's different. But I don't need... like I know music is a lot more important to other people than me. I like good music, of course. And no music would be weird. But it's not something that I constantly be like, Oh man, it's got to have this great soundtrack. That's so, so vital. Eh, I'd rather have other areas. You know, um, I, like I said, I prefer that villain that you meet fairly often, betrays you, does date, you know, major damage, and then you've got to go and track him down and defeat him. That's always pretty cool. So, you know, JRPGs have this, you can bundle them and they're kind of the same thing over and over again, but that's kind of why we play them as well. We don't need something revolutionary every time we need some evolutions and to get better at that formula. So like I look at the legend of heroes series and these games have gotten better and better with each entry. And then I look at something like the Atelier series, which finally took all these years and titles and then finally kind of got it right with Ryza and they made a much stronger uh, product. Then you think of something like final fantasy, which has struggled here recently and it's going to be telling to see what the future holds for that. Um, and that, that kind of answers my next, his next question of what elements do you look for and rejoice over? Um, it's, you know, you don't want to sound kind of pervy, but you know, cute girl characters. I'm a guy. So I prefer to have cute, girl characters to look at. I think that's okay to say. If you are a female gamer, you probably want to have <laughs> good-looking guys to to look at for this entire 100-hour experience or whatever, right? Um, do they make the, you know, do the cute ones make it into your party more often than not? Yeah, probably, okay? That's, that's definitely an idea 
in JRPGs is we like cute characters, make them overpowered and <laughs> put them in our party. That is that is just fine and dandy. Obviously, I rejoice over a good turn-based battle system. That brings joy to me. That is something that I look for. That is, I will immediately glance at that type of game more so than others. Um, he asked also, what are some of the tropes that you absolutely hate that seem to have become more commonplace these days, if any? I don't, I don't really know. Um, you know, there's, there's a few things that kind of irk me. Like I said before, this, you need to evolve, but you don't need to rewrite the script every single time. We like what's tried and true in our games. I guess one thing that has happened, at least here recently, that I'm not a huge fan of completely is the Persona 5 debacle <laughs> with Royal. The idea of you get a game and then you get a perfect version of the game uh, two years later that you've got to now rebuy for another $60. That's... Uh, it's a little iffy. I, I think I'd rather have the complete game at first. We're going to see how this breaks down with Dragon Quest Eleven, right? Where we had a very, very good game come out. And then had a different version come out for the Switch with some better features. But then it's obviously been made just for the switch and utilized and now you're having that version now ported to xbox one and steam and ps4 rather than something as it should be in its best form so we're going to see if that doesn't hopefully that changes but i guess at this point it's probably not going to do it. so yeah i'm not a huge fan of these different versions of the same game coming out and i'm I don't know, too many people are like, yeah, I love that. That's great. <laughs> um, DLC doesn't bother me because if somebody wants to pay for extra experience, that's great. You should never have to pay for something that should be included in the first place. Um, I don't, obviously I didn't like what they did with 15. I didn't like the game to begin with necessarily, and I certainly didn't like that it was broken when it came out. Do not release a game until it's ready to come out. We are a patient <laughs> people. We have to be with this genre. Do not bring out a game that I'm not going to like and then change it. I I may not still like it, but at least it's not broken and it's not an incomplete experience. So maybe that's maybe that's a thing from now on. I definitely like what they did like with eleven, Dragon Quest Eleven, where you've got that party out there in the field. So maybe that would be something. You know, it's funny because they did that in like Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky. You had all four members, but then in the newer ones, it's just usually Rain or one character on screen at the time. I do like seeing my party of four out there at all times. Why couldn't we do that, right? <laughs> I mean, these systems are so powerful. You would certainly think it had the ability to render a four-person party at the same time. That's That should be mandatory, I believe. Um, going into a separate loading screen for your battle 
that's fine. I don't, that doesn't really, I, I think it's really cool when you just integrate it into, <laughs> you know, what you see that then becomes the battlefield and it's, you know, squared off or circled off. That's, that's your parameters. And then it's into battle, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter either way to me to be quite honest. So that's kind of some of the things that I look for and I hope that answered some of your questions. I'm sure some thoughts will pop in my head later on, but that's just what I kind of came to at the moment. So that's going to wrap it up for our Sunday special episode 27. Hope you have enjoyed it. I will say one final thing, and that's something that I'm trying to do. So you can kind of be thinking about this. If you're listening, our next uh, podcast that we are going to do on Wednesday we're going to premiere a new segment. Uh, so I'd like you guys to start thinking about this and some things that you would like to do. I'd love to do it on current games that have come out or come out recently. So this week we're going to have our first listener review. Um, it's going to come from our buddy Jake and he has been playing fairy tale. As you guys know, I don't do reviews. Um, I will give my opinion, like final opinions on the game, but I can't play them all. I can't afford <laughs> to play them all. So I thought what would be really cool is if you guys would like to, you can either write it and I'll read it. Or if you want to make a video, a, you know, a sound file, I'd be more than happy to put that into the podcast. So I'd really like to focus on games that have just come out. But if you just played a great JRPG for the first time and you want to make a review for it, I think that's cool too. Maybe we can make it more of a regular, um, a regular thing. I'd be super fine to do that. So you can send it to me on Facebook. That's one of the easiest ways. You know, you can just send me a, a personal message and, um, yeah, I can, I can copy and paste. It can be in an email. If you want to make a word file, that's fine to or attach it you know obviously that's that's an easy way to do it you can email and i can copy it from your message or if, if you want to attach a file do that way jrpg report at gmail.com there's lots of ways you can get a hold of me and make that happen and i would love to read your review on a future podcast so yeah we're going to try to get that rolling out here on a fairly regular basis that's it for the podcast thank you much for tuning in hope you have enjoyed it and i hope i kind of answered some of the questions out there we'll see you guys back here on wednesday my name is james fisher thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast and everyone here on the jrpg report till next time get back out there and level up